Welcome to the Pete on Software podcast, where we program with passion. This is the podcast that discusses technology, the business side of software, and the tech people that drive our industry. And now, here's your host, Pete Shearer. Hi, and welcome to episode 35 of the Pete on Software podcast. I'm recording this on Sunday, March 15th, 2015. I don't normally apologize or talk about podcast scheduling too much on here, but I did want to address the past month or so just for a moment. The last episode that I released was about four weeks ago. I don't usually get sick, but I got hit pretty hard and then I lost my voice, so I couldn't record. Hopefully my voice isn't too bad here. I can definitely tell uh, it's not quite up to what it normally is, but I felt a lot better and I wanted to get something down. My normal planned schedule is to release an episode every second Monday. Obviously with a four-week hiatus, I've missed that. To make up for it though, I'm going to release three episodes on back-to-back Mondays to catch up, total episode-wise, to where I would have been if I didn't get poisoned by the Illuminati for bringing the truth to you guys. In this episode, I want to talk about the Apple Watch event. Okay, it wasn't a watch event only. They covered new Apple retail stores, Apple TV, and the deal with HBO Go, updates on the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus's success, and updates to the Apple Pay Network and HealthKit. They also announced changes to the MacBook. Lots of complaints, though, that it only has a single port, a USB-C port, which the one port is supposed to cover USB data, power, video, everything. However, the battery technology and some of the new trackpad stuff does look pretty cool. But everyone really just wanted to know more about the Apple Watch. There's nothing really new at the beginning of the event. They showed you the watch faces, ooh, Mickey Mouse watches, the glances that you can make and receive calls. You can do texting and email from it. You can send drawings and you can send your heartbeat. It works like a heart rate monitor. You can keep track of your heart rate, track your activity. Tim Cook did give some extra information about how the personal trainer built into the watch will tell you how you did the week before, send you an email, maybe suggest some new goals for you. So that was cool. And that was just a little bit new, a little bit more and new information. To demonstrate just how that health and fitness app can work, we got to watch a video starring model and all-around amazing person Chrissy Turlington Burns while she ran a half marathon in Africa. The video was what I'd like to call more inspirational than informational, and it was a lead into her appearance on stage, which was more of the same promotion of her work for mothers and how the watch will kind of ambiguously help her be faster in the races. She's doing really great work for herself, but I feel like Apple, not for herself, but for others, by herself and with her group, but I feel like Apple was exploiting that a little bit uh, for the watch. So I applaud her getting some airtime for it and for her her charity, but I don't know, a little bit hokey. I'm guessing the watch, though, was going to help her drive her pace, make make sure she's going the pace she wants to go to get her time. That could help, but I'm not sure how else it will be useful for what she was trying to do, run marathons and half marathons. The Apple Watch can also do Apple Pay, view videos, control your music, interface with Siri, and get notifications like sports, Facebook, news, etc. They also reminded us that the WatchKit SDK was released in November, and since then Tim says that thousands of apps have been created. They demoed Apple Pay through the watch, they showed us Instagram, that kind of stuff. One of the cool things that was a use case that you can wear the watch and then be charging your phone nearby and not miss anything. So I know one of my big concerns is that if I charge my phone in the middle of the day, uh, am I going to miss a text from somebody? Am I going to miss an email? Am I going to miss a phone call that I need to go pick my kid up from school or something? In this case, you know, the watch is paired to the phone. The phone sits over my desk and is charging. I'm up and away. Phone rings. Watch rings. I answer it there. No problem. Pretty, pretty cool. 
Uh, he also demoed the Uber application, which was another really cool and nice usage of the watch. The driver name and information popped up, a picture of the car, location on map, that kind of thing. The Passbook application, which is the same kind of deal on the phone where I don't know if you've traveled with that or tried to get a flight and use Passbook. It's pretty neat. You can, instead of keeping your boarding pass, a paper boarding pass with you, uh, your boarding pass goes into Passbook and then you can just hold your phone up and they'll scan the QR code on your phone. You don't have to keep track of paper or anything. The watch in this case replaces even the phone. So now you don't even have to take the phone out of your pocket. Don't have to deal with that. It's all right there. One of the wild usages they showed us was at the W Hotels, you could unlock your door. You just skip the front desk. You kind of check in through the watch. It lets you know you're there. And then you can hit a button and hold your watch near your door. And it actually unlocks your door from the phone. I'm sorry, not from the phone, from the watch. So uh, that's pretty crazy. Some interesting potential security ramifications there, I guess. But it's, I think it's pushing the usage of the technology, which is good all around. They showed Shazam on the watch, and that works just like you think it would, uh, which is again, another pretty natural application for a wearable. I don't want to have to reach in my phone or reach in my pocket, pull out my phone, press the button, hold it up. If I'm listening to a song in a restaurant or something, what is that? Reach over my watch, go, go Power Rangers. Boom, there I am. One of the things that was just blew my mind is they demoed an Alarm.com watch app that lets you control your home automation, home security. Uh, you can open and close your locks on the demo. They opened the garage door for, remotely. It even had, there was a video camera trained on the garage door and the watch was shown the live video feed from the camera. And then you watch the garage door get all up when he opened it for his, his daughter and you watch his daughter and his friend walking through the garage, or her friend walking through the garage door. So, like I said, it just, that kind of blew my mind. It was That was something that you wouldn't even expect. It was a little more than I would expect would even be possible or would be something people would be doing. So that's it's some very next-level stuff right there. I'd feel like I was in some kind of futuristic movie if I was pulling that one off. The new iOS 8.2 version comes with a watch app that you use to sync your phone when to your watch when you finally get one. It also has some marketing stuff in the app so that you can just learn about the watch. The battery life is purported to be 18 hours. And the charger is a magnetic charger that just connects on the back, uh, just magnetically just snaps to it. It's another proprietary charger, something different, something you're not going to use anywhere but the watch. But honestly, I like that solution more so than using a plug-in charger, whether lightning or USB, whatever. I I just like this better. I think it's better. It doesn't mess up the watch by having some ugly port in it or some port that has a kind of a stinky little cover that you probably lose or, or it falls off all the time, gets loose. This is probably just better. We got to see a video of how the watches were made. Two different videos, actually. One with the aluminum and another with the stainless steel versions and separate videos. Uh, It was basically, you know, maker porn, but I thought it was pretty awesome to watch. I feel like I could watch that kind of thing all day long, actually. It was really amazing to see how they did it. If they're trying to make me feel that like $349 or $399 or $599 or even more, depending on the options, is worth it, they did an outstanding job because I felt like, holy crap, $349? You go through all that trouble to make the thing? What? You're, I'm, I'm robbing you, which is obviously not true. I'm sure Apple's making their money, but uh, you know the video, the video did convince me. It looks like pre-orders and in-store looksies, where you can go in the store and touch and feel the watch, are going to start on April 10th, with availability to actually start getting them on April 24th. So some companies have made pretty cool apps for the watch, but what is the development experience life like? It's not that great, to be honest. You don't have auto layout or any of the nice layout stuff that you have when you're developing for iOS or OS X. Basically, things are laid out in kind of a flow layout and nothing can overlap. You also have zero processing occurring on the watch for battery life, simplicity, etc. So how does it work? 
So the watch contains your views and static images. And when you interact with the watch, you click or you tap the watch, an event happens. It actually goes back over to your phone. Your phone has your controller and the model code that executes on the phone. And then it calls back to the watch with an update view command and any kind of information that the watch needs to update. So it's, it could be a little slow depending on what you're doing. If you're generating a bunch of uh, like UI images on the fly because you can't do any core animation or anything like that, if you're trying to make the watch look good, you're going to generate a bunch of images on the fly, send them back over to the watch. That could be slow. It might seem unresponsive. So as the code sits right now, that's, that's a little weird. Can you create custom watch faces right now? No, you can't. Uh, custom watch, face, watch faces aren't currently supported. So how would you do an animation? Something like if you have a circle and you're trying to indicate just even like a spinner. Let's just pretend like a spinner, right? It has, it has states where maybe a, a dot is going around the circle. In some of the applications and demo apps that I've seen, what happens is someone actually generates 360 images where the dot is in a, like a different degree position around the circle in all of the images. And then the watch just literally cycles through the images flipbook style. And then that's how it does an animation. I don't know if that's going to last forever. Even on this watch, maybe gone by the time we get to watch version 2. I'm not sure, but it'll make it a little complicated to do some of the animations. Like I said, the phone can actually generate those images dynamically. You could pre-generate them, include them in your app bundle, and then the watch will be able to use them pretty quickly because they'll be in the app. But otherwise, uh, the phone would have to generate them and send them over. The uh, watch kit is an extension, which means you don't file new project type of watch kit app. What you do instead is you create your application and then you create watch kit as a target. And then uh, your app basically just has something else to push things to, to communicate to, in order to make the watch happen. As far as it's concerned, it's almost like the watch is just like another screen. So you now have, you know, quote unquote, two dual monitors going on. Um, your phone screen shows some things and some other things get pushed to the little monitor on the side. So that's that. Now, one question is, am I going to get one? Originally, no, I wasn't, but now I think that I will. Uh, I got an extensive exposure to Google Glass, and I wasn't a fan. However, the watch seems to actually be a usable, wearable technology that doesn't get in the way or kind of look douchey, right? So I'm going to buy one. Probably one of the Sport 349 or 399 ones. I'd like to see one first and see what the difference is. We're talking millimeters of differences between the watch face sizes. I'm sure it's, it ends up being a huge deal on your wrist, so... I don't know if the 399 one with the larger, I think it's 42 and 35 millimeters. I don't know if the 42 will be more of a man's watch, you know, has typically men's watches have larger faces. Women's watches have smaller faces. So I don't know if that's the goal there. I'm not sure, but I'd like to actually poke around with one or maybe at least kind of mock one up and, and see what that looks like or feels like on my wrist. I haven't worn a, worn a watch in a long time, so it might take some getting used to. Uh, after I get it, I'll be sure I definitely want to cover it and for at least a few minutes on the show. I have two picks of the week this week. The first one is called As I Learn Watch Kit by David Smith, who's underscore David Smith on Twitter and the host of the excellent Developing Perspective podcast. I try to listen to every one of his episodes, and as an independent iOS developer, he's looking at Apple Watch in a very practical way and trying to learn it so that he can one day make money from it, not just because it's cool. It's an awesome series and still ongoing that you can find over at david-smith.org slash watchkit. My second pick of this week, pick of the week this week, is over at raywenderlich.com. I've used Ray before as a pick of the week, and Ray, as with everything iOS, has some great watch kit tutorials and FAQs on his site, 
and it's a must read if you're interested in what it takes to develop for this platform. I'll have that link over in the show notes too, but if you just go to raywinderlich.com, everything's going to be over there that you could possibly want to see. That's it for this week. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach me on Twitter as at Pete on Software or on my blog, PeteOnSoftware.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you.